0: I think I am going to keep the gum. You said I'll what? Just try Did, not to, are gonna you done keep scratching the gum. your eyes? No, I, I, uh, hopefully <laughs> we gotta, We got to go. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it.
1: <laughs> oh man, my, what's allergies, up? What's, my allergies are that bad. Okay. Well, what's up, everybody? This is the Pollard to Pollard podcast. I am your host, Bernard Pollard, and my co host is Alex Pollard. Yes. There are two of us, and he's my nephew. I love him to life, and we're excited. You are tuning in with us today. Ah, my nephew, Alex, freaking Paula. I say freaking a lot. Why do I say freaking a lot, Alex? I don't.
0: I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, you don't really need to do that, but you know, you just eliminate all the all the freaking and the the us. <laughs> I don't know what else. There's there's something else you say a lot, and I I don't remember what it was now oh i
1: say piss i do say piss a lot
0: it wasn't that it wasn't that okay it was something else awesome no okay
1: all right well
0: i I really don't i really don't remember
1: okay well alex you you go to florida state correct yep what are you you studying at florida state dude
0: i'm a junior i'm in sports management i technically start the program this semester um but you know sports management it's in the name sports uh I'm not going to get a lot of credit for what I actually know on this show. Everybody just so you know, um, I, I definitely know a lot more than, than what it's going to seem like.
1: <laughs> that's why I love you, dude. That's why, you, that's why I love you. So guys, as I said before, this is our very first episode. We are excited. You are here with us today. Today. We are going to be talking my journey to NASCAR. Now on this show, we're going to talk sports. We're going to talk life. We're going to talk all kind of crazy things. Um, but we want to laugh. We want to be open. And today you're going to get the uncut version of my journey to NASCAR. Now, um, I have, this is obviously the 2021 season. I have been around NASCAR uh, since the 2020 season. It's not long. I know. One Don't whole stone year. Me. I know. I one know, whole, right? One so, whole year. <laughs> but I'm, I'm proud of that year. So, guys, I am proud of... I'm proud of what I've done. I have given this sport a try, a chance. And as I said in my Twitter video before, don't knock it until you try it. And I was preaching to myself. Now, I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, as did Alex. And, uh, you know, we knew about NASCAR, but we didn't know about NASCAR. Uh, I played football, basketball, and I ran track. Now with all of that guys we didn't grow up around people who went to NASCAR races who uh, was in love with the sport of NASCAR who talked about NASCAR so for me I know where I'm from you know it was black people weren't included there were no black drivers you know uh, that's just what it is and so you know I understand that may not be that may have been some other people' experiences right but I don't necessarily know, uh, if it was, especially the people in my family, because I know they ain't have money to go to no uh, race uh, tracks or um, races or whatever, so they probably was just telling me what they heard. So once again, I don't want to minimize anybody's. Um, I and this is both things in my mind. I don't want to minimize anybody' experience or the things that took place, but at the same time, you know, it was told to me at a young age. So I played football, played basketball, and I ran track. Now, obviously, I was really good at football. I you know, played all the way up to, through high school to college. I played nine years in the National Football League. Um, I didn't, you know, play with the teammates that talked about NASCAR, didn't play with teammates who watched NASCAR. So once again, all the way through my playing career and after I retire, I still did not talk about NASCAR or engage with NASCAR. Uh, I saw commercials when I was younger um didn't really you know stop i was never intrigued enough to stop it and watch it or races when i was flipping through the channels but i was just always you know football i was always basketball you know i really never really watched track now alex you came before wayne did you ever watch nascar
0: no i i really don't think i ever watched a race when i lived in indiana i've watched like two races in the last year i've seen bits and pieces of like the indy 500 uh a couple times but i mean that's really it
1: okay but i mean so yep. here you go you got you got two dudes one that's been on for a year another that 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 really haven't gotten into it um talking about the sport of nascar now <laughs> at 35 years old as i said i retired um and i came it was a crazy day i was looking for something and at 35 we're in COVID, in the middle of the pandemic, and it was sports. After sports were canceling their seasons because of COVID. Now, uh, I remember my—I was walking through the through the bedroom, looking for something. My wife was watching CNN. Now, as she's watching CNN, uh, Don Lemon had said he was about to get ready to talk to NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. Now, it was a lot of things going on racially, and and still is to this day. But nevertheless, there was a lot of things going on racially. Um, and they were talking about potentially, uh, you know, canceling the season or just not having fans at, at the tracks. Um, uh, now when he said, I'm gonna be talking to NASCAR driver, Bubba Wallace, I was just like, wait a minute, Bubba, like that sound like a brother. Like, and so that stopped me. I don't know why at 35 it stopped me. And then not at, you know, the age, well, I, obviously <laughs> I didn't to hear the, the name Bubba when I was younger, but, um, it stopped me at 35. And I was glued to the television because I heard Bubba talking about, you know, different things uh, for him as a driver and and, and looking um, at the 2020 season, what he was looking to do and everything else. So I was just intrigued. Um, I wanted to learn more. So I made a promise that I was going to give this sport a chance. Because once again, as, as a kid, I was told that all they do is go fast. Everybody's got everybody got the same setup. Uh, you just turn left. There's no strategy. Uh, Once again, blacks wasn't included. There was no black people involved, whatever it may be. So during this time in this interview as well, they were talking about, you know, the, the, the NASCAR association was talking about banning the Confederate flag. So I'm watching, you know, NASCAR make change. I'm watching NASCAR not only talk about it, but be about it. Now, I come from the National Football League where they talk a big game, they talk a good game, and then, you know, you find out it's fluff. I'm here to tell you. Some of y'all may not like what I just said, but I'm here to tell you it's truth. The business side of football, the game of football, training football, playing football—I understand it. I can do it. Not every NFL player understands it, can do it, can train it, can coach it, whatever. I can't. Not to sound whatever, but um, with all of that, like I was just like, I'm watching NASCAR make these changes, um, and and and. They're looking, they're adamant about hiring people and putting them in roles to be able to make the changes, you know, and and I I felt like this was it. I felt like this was time. And so as we get, as we get to uh I I, I get to my first race and I'm watching the very first race and my mind was blown. I was hooked. And when I say, when I say literally, here in the spotters. Hearing the crew chief, watching the pit crew, watching the skill set, watching the machine that the skill set was in controlling that car, it honestly blew my mind. And then for me, when I made a decision to watch the sport, I YouTube watch, right? I, I like watch a film. I, that's what I do for a living, that's what I did for a living. And I watched the fights. I watched the arguments. I watched the battles. I watched, you know, who was the rivalries uh, between the drivers, uh, the older drivers, uh, the old vets, you know, from the guys that's going. I'm hearing the word pissed off. I love saying piss. I love saying the word piss. And I'm hearing guys and girls talk about this and say this in interview. I was hooked. And it just blew my mind. Honestly, it blew my mind. Now, Alex. I know you said you, you, you have not, like, watched, watched NASCAR, but from mm-hmm. what you heard about NASCAR, like, what was your... Um, what did you see? Like, what, what was your thought process about the sport?
0: Like, like beforehand?
1: Before, yeah, before like, I befo- even got into
0: it. What, it. What, before, uh, I mean, pretty much the same as you. I mean, I kind of thought it was pretty level all around. Um, like, well, like, I guess, for me, a comparison would kind of be like the NFL where, you know, you got the salary cap, everybody's playing under the same rules. Um, and I know we'll get into it a little bit later, but it's definitely not like that. Um, <laughs> and I, it's, it, it, to me, it now that I know more about it, it's more like college football where um, you can have groups and organizations kind of take over and dominate for a while. But I mean, I really didn't know anything about it. Um, I, I almost thought it was just kind of like based off of, experience i guess obviously and then you know a little bit of luck um somebody crashes uh that changes the whole race right. um you know things like that your tire blows that's just unfortunate for you <laughs> you're not going to do good in that race just kind of things like that um and then obviously like i like i i knew little bits and pieces um you know like you know driving behind people saving a little bit of gas um, using people to kind of blow past them so there's a little bit of skill in there but i definitely didn't know like the whole of you know cars all have different setups um there's all the pit crews don't operate the same there's different strategies um i I didn't know any of that
1: so what you just said was more than what i knew and and i'm actually surprised at that but (laughs) You know,
0: oh, come on. Here we go. it's see first first episode.
1: I, I'm, it's already we're already we already going downhill. I'm so, okay, we're not gonna go down here. Let, let's. I'm sorry, nephew. I'm sorry about that. But as I mean, as we talk about this, you know, during during the 2020 season, I mean, once again, the first race blew my mind. Finding out about all the stuff that you just talked about. Finding out about the teamwork behind the game finding out about the crew chiefs and the pit crews and, you know, them having i I didn't know they had like, you were you could have a teammate and guys help. I didn't find out about the the, the drafting, the pushing and uh, the, the, just the way they use the air, clean air, dirty air. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about any of that. And for me, like once again, hearing there was no strategy as a young child uh, hearing about all that stuff. I found out the sport is, is pretty expensive, but I mean, oh, yeah. we didn't know that as a, you know, we wouldn't have been able to be a part of yeah. it as a young child. Anyways, we ain't had the money, but as I watch, I mean, once again, watching race after race, after race. And I was adamant that I was okay with not going to a race. I was okay with just watching on television. And as I'm watching on television, the, the, the time that we live in, obviously we have social media. So being able to have social media and, 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 have been on Twitter and at Crushboy31. I'm sorry, I had to throw that out there, but oh, wow. um, taking it to taking it to Twitter and talking to fans and, you know, I just remember as I got into it, you know, everybody was saying like Bernard, like, oh, it's not real, like they, you know, they might ban the Confederate flag, but you know, the people still the same, whatever it may be. I wasn't listening to any of that bullcrap because I was like, you know what? I listened to it as a young child. At 35 years old, I'm just now getting into it. I don't want to hear none. I I canceled out all the noise. And I engaged with people on social media, through Twitter, through Instagram, through Facebook. And once again, mine was blown. I found myself falling in love with a sport that I had no clue about. I was only maybe five races in with an interview. And so many people, you know, when they ask, like, yo, Bernard, like, you're a former football player. Why are you watching NASCAR? And I'm looking like, well, I, I watched the interview with Bubba Wallace and everybody was like, oh, well, you follow Bubba. Like everybody thought I was like a Bubba fan. I don't know why, Alex. Like, I guess because he was yeah. black. But I am I told people, I'm like, just because he black doesn't mean, you know, I'm a follow him. Like I, I support all the drivers. I want to watch auto drivers be successful for me. I'm a vet dude. i watching and liking Martin Truex Jr., uh, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick. I mean, watching them catching and then watching the young dudes come on, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman and, you know, I, I started to find out a little more about Dale Jr. and Jeff Gordon. And and when I saw, I, I watched on YouTube where, you know, Jeff Gordon was, the you know, he represented DuPont. Like I remember in middle school and high school, people wearing DuPont jackets. And it was for style because I know they didn't know about NASCAR. At least I know <laughs> I didn't know. And I'm almost positive they didn't know. But, you know, we're looking at this and I'm learning about these cats. and And throughout the 2020 season, just finding out about all these small things still don't understand. I, I still can honestly say, I don't understand everything. I can't carry a conversation, but I still don't understand everything about the sport, but I'm watching and I'm engaging with fans. And that was just awesome for me to be able to be a part of that with the fans to, to, to do things with NASCAR. Cause NASCAR saw me getting engaged and asking questions because I really wanted to know. And, um, talking with drivers and, and that was a cool thing, but I like talking with the fans. I I, I like, I, I like kicking it with the common folk. Like I don't need to be at the big table. Right. So, you know, that was just an experience for me. And then through, throughout the 2020 season, I get a chance to, somebody had mentioned diecast. Now, do you know what diecast is?
0: Um, no, I didn't until I started seeing them all over your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I, I had no idea. And then, uh, and then when I was there last, I saw all of them, and uh, yeah. I was like, "Oh my, oh my goodness!"
1: <laughs> yeah. So finding out, like, I had no clue, diecast collecting diecast could be this addicting. Now I am. I I, I collect comics. I collect diecast, and um to be able, like, like for this sport to be able to be a part of. I mean, I guess the racer winning, right? The winning racer of that, that rate, that, that, that I want to say race meet that, um, the race to be able to purchase, right? Yeah. So to be able to purchase that die cast and have that die cast available to collect it and to hold on to it. I was just like, yo, I didn't collect cards as a young (laughs) kid. I, I didn't do all of that stuff, but as a, 35 year old man, I'm looking like this is so awesome to be able to have these ties, have this kind of connection with this driver, even though I wasn't connected to the driver. That did sound creepy. I'm sorry. But um, to be able to have that and um, it was just awesome to me. And I was just I mean, once again, it was like every corner I was turning, learning about this sport, my mind was blown and I fell, fell more in love with the sport. And so, you know, I don't what what did you see? I mean, being my family, being my nephew, knowing understanding how I was, being around me for a long time. What what did you see when you saw me in the 2020 in 2020 watching NASCAR?
0: Um, well, I mean, I thought it was weird. Um, I you know, what will probably surprise a lot of people is you don't watch football. Like you don't you don't you don't watch any football. I'll call you on a Sunday while I'm sitting on the couch watching football for seven hours. You'll be, I don't, I don't even know what you'll be doing. Any, anything other than watching a football game. So I definitely thought it was weird that, you know, you were somehow watching some other sport. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, even like you said, like you played basketball growing up, you don't watch basketball, right. you definitely don't watch baseball or soccer or hockey. Um, so that was, that was weird. But then like kind of moving into the fans, um and just like how you were interacting with them on twitter that didn't surprise me as much um and i mean i i think i I don't know if you saw it that way but i think that like definitely pushed you into watching it more um just because like i know like that's how you are especially with your twitter like i mean you like talking with people on twitter um and i mean whether it's good or bad i mean you'll argue with people on twitter um, and then, and then being, in, and then being in, in Nashville, that definitely helped. I feel like uh, NASCAR is pretty big there. Got a lot of got a lot of Titan fans there. Uh, not as not as many Baltimore fans. They probably weren't on your NASCAR tweets. Yeah, they were. But that's just that. Yeah, no, <laughs> they, they don't like you. But the the Tennessee the Tennessee people do. Uh, I'd say you're pretty popular there in Nashville. And then when you started taking up NASCAR, they were like, "Well, that's crazy." And I mean. You know them liking that you were watching it, and then you starting to like it and like to interact with them, just kind of pushed you into watching it more, I guess. Yeah, It's definitely. That, well, that was super weird though. Yeah, because you literally don't even watch football, so.
1: Yeah, what? Well, that's what. Well, that's the that's the fun part. So that's the fun part for me. And once again, as I talked about it, like throughout the 2020 season, I'm, I think, towards the middle of the season you know, you talked about a little bit earlier, but you know, as far as the same setup, I'm thinking everybody had the same setup. I'm watching, you know, Kevin Harvick. I'm watching Denny Hamlin just crush races. Every race is them two dudes. Martin Truex Jr. was there. And of course, like I told you, I love the vet, right? So I'm watching these dudes just crush it. And I'm looking like, why aren't these other guys doing the same thing that they're doing? And I'm, I remember a fan telling me was just like, yo, They ain't got the money. They don't have the backing, you know, like the sponsorships and everything else and finding out about that. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I didn't understand drivers having a, you know, a specific setup and, you know, have liking their car loose or liking their car tighter, you know, um, a short track or a long track, a big track, whatever it may be, um, that all of it, like all of this blew my mind. Road courses blew my mind. And then, of course, in the 2020 season, I'm pretty sure a lot of you can remember, there were a lot of, uh, you know, delays because of the rain, you know, but that didn't, I mean, I remember a lot of fans was like, Bernard, stick with us, like, stick with us, like, man, like, it it doesn't normally (laughs) rain like this and everything else. (laughs) Hey, we hey, God control that rain, man. We can't help that. And I was just, I was just blown away at the production side of it for NASCAR because, with every delay they had was just it's just spitting knowledge, like history. And I was learning about older drivers and tracks and you know, things things like that. Watching Dale Jr. talk about, you know, tracks that aren't there anymore. And I mean, this all just I mean, when I say I was just falling in love like head over heels for the sport. And it was just so awesome. And and I'm I'm as cool as they get, right? Like, I'm not, you know, I play football, right? No. But, but, I mean, no, I'm, I play football, <laughs> but football is not my identity. I love, yeah. I love first, I love serving, I love being with people, right? Like, I love those relationships. I love just developing, you know, just Good relationships, and I want it to be organic, right? I don't like forced relationships because it doesn't ever end well most of the times, right? So I love that. So I was actually approached by Ally. So as you can see, I'm wearing Bowman. You see the Ally hat. I was approached by Ally to be able to come and 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 do some work behind the scenes, and they wanted to, they wanted to bring me on as an influencer, and and I wasn't. I'm not fond of that word, like Alex. Like, what is that? It, it,
0: what I mean, like it, it's. It's just like the social media version of how you described yourself, because like I mean, like you like engaging with fans. You like talking to fans. um, You like doing all that. And it's just nowadays it's just being that person also over social media. Right. So I mean, you're posting all those Twitter videos, asking people questions, uh, just keeping people up to date, things like that. So, I mean, it's just doing all this stuff that you like to do in person, also on social media.
1: Oh, okay. But I just didn't like, I didn't like the word influencer because I felt like, you know, a lot of people through social media, they're just not genuine, right? They they want to just make money and then they complete buttholes. I was like, you meet them, they rude. they don't want to talk, they don't want to conversate. I believe in conversating with people, I believe as a person with a following. Um, I believe if you put a tweet out, you should be able to respond to people that tweet that tweet, right? That was a lot of tweets in a short, you know, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. that's what I believe in. I, honestly, that's what I believe in. So it was just cool for me to partner with Ally and to, to do Zoom calls with Jimmy Johnson, a dude, a seven-time champion, a cat that's a quiet dude, but at the same time, it was just so neat to be able to encounter uh, or engage in conversation and to learn about him and how he started with racing, working out of his dad's shop and, and, and just doing off-road stuff, him and his brother and all this other stuff. I'm just looking like, wow, I, I get a chance. And, and let me let y'all you know something. Race car drivers are totally different from football players. And I don't, you know, I I, I know some backup players, they, they, they own a whole different planet as well, but nevertheless, It was just so awesome to be able to clash with, 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 with that athlete. And so watching and doing work with ally behind the scenes with NASCAR behind the scenes, how they're, you know, helping out the underprivileged uh, students, the, you know, the schools and helping homes and, and single families and doing different things with groups. And I was just like, whoa. Like once again, man, my mind was blown because of all the things that were said. Now, I'm not, I don't want to take anybody else's experience or what happened to them. If it was racially and everything else, I'm going to tell you since 2020 with them making a change, this is when I got in. So this is what I can speak. I don't want to, you know, minimize what happened, but please give it a try because it's been awesome. It's been so awesome. And your experience may not be like my experience. I get it. I, I totally, I get it. But it's just like, I got to tell you, give it a try. Cause it was told to me for every young child. And I want to talk to black people. Get involved in this because it's so much competition. If you don't want to be a driver, you can be a part of the. You could be a crew chief. You could be a spotter. You could be in a, a part of the pit crew, man. Are you serious? Oh my gosh. I, like, like, look, passion. You're going to get passion out of us. You're going to get arguing, debating out of us and it goes down but social media posts i'm I'm doing with ally this was just awesome so as the 2020 season go on continues and i'm just like i'm watching and learning about playoffs did you know playoffs was in nascar so
0: i did i still i don't actually know how they work um (laughs) that that part doesn't make any sense to me and i know um i have after watching my my whole two races uh and hearing about some other things, I definitely have some thoughts that you're going to disagree with. Um, we'll get to that later. That's, you know, that's, that's where the debating comes in. You know, we'll get a, we'll get a little bit of that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I knew they, they had like a whole season, a bunch of races and I knew it was like a point system. Right. I just literally have no idea like how the points add up. I need to get points for like winning stages. Um, yeah i don't i don't know the actual structure of it though but
1: you, i mean once again you knew more than me i didn't even know about stages
0: i told you, you i told you i told you you, you you'll you never believe me you don't believe me i i know more than what you're going to give me credit for okay um in basically any sport <laughs> okay hey my, my, I, I don't even know wa- what I've, I've watched two nascar races and I already know more than what you think I know.
1: You're right. You're correct. You're correct. And, and look, I had to. Do you, did you know about the choose line? No. Let's go. So, y'all, he ain't know about the choose line. I got. I, all right. I'm that's
0: gonna... okay. See, but that's not fair. I, I just said two races.
1: Right. Okay. In
0: 20 years. Okay. Two races in 20 years. You're
1: right. All right. So...
0: so,
1: look, me learning about the choose line, learning about that, stages and all this other stuff. People was telling me, like, you know, as far as the points, like as far as we go back to the playoffs, you know, they were saying like it was points and guys won a championship off all the points they they accumulated throughout the year and everything else. So, I mean, learning about the playoffs and, you know, what, six to eight guys, guys, don't crucify me. I, I, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm a work <laughs> in progress. But learning about those drivers that qualify for the playoffs that had the points that was above the cut line. I think I'm saying this right, right? So the guys are above the cut line. They went to the playoffs. So I think it was sixty six to eight. But everybody else, Alex, still raced in the playoffs, but they wasn't competing to they weren't they wasn't competing for the, the championship. championship. They so, just
0: there to win, right? So maybe maybe help out their teammates. You know, you brought that up earlier. I've never I like in my two races I haven't seen like any like the team stuff. Right. Um but I mean now that you just brought that up and then I connected that I could see that playing a role in like a playoff race. Right. So it, yeah, it, yeah, keep keep going. That's that's like a totally different and I don't know anything about that. I just kind of <laughs> just connected that in my head right there. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Look, y'all, Alex is smart. I, I like he's really smart. But nevertheless. So finding out about that. And finding out about these racers, you know, being in the playoffs and competing, and then every race, you know, somebody, you know, who didn't finish well, um, you know, whoever was at the bottom end line, you know, didn't make it, but then he was competing that next week. But then somebody that wasn't in the playoffs, but raced in the playoff race could get first place, but it was about who finished first out of the playoffs, guys. Yo, my mind is still blown. Like, even saying that and getting it all out, (laughs) Oh my gosh, that just made that just got me real crunk. So nevertheless, I'm finding out about all of that, and then being able to see Chase Elliott come and win the championship, and I just got my diecast a couple days ago from the from him winning oh. the championship race. That was just I mean I can't express how excited and how proud I was of myself, how thankful I was from the fans, from NASCAR, from Ally. I was just mind blown. Once again, but then, you know, Alex going into the 2021 season, learning about, I I, I didn't necessarily know about the off season. Like I knew, you know, Jimmy Johnson, that was, you know, him, uh, racing for the, with the 48 car. I knew that was his last season. He was moving on. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how they got drivers. I didn't know if it was a free agent pool, you know, uh, if it was trades, I literally thought like they could trade, you know, racers and this and that. That wasn't the case. Like you just like, I was blown away that you can negotiate like they were negotiating with players or with racers, um, before the season was over with. So racers knew where they were going before the race was over. So you had Bubba Wallace knew he was going to the 23 team while the season was in play. And Alex Bowman, you know, knew he was going to the 48 team, uh, coming out of the 88 car, but then the 88 car disappeared. But then the five car came out of nowhere. Kyle Larson, we all understand how he was, um, Uh, Penalized for using a racial slur, but let me tell everybody something about this I I know a lot of folk came down on me because they talk about you how you how you talk to how you talk about Carl Larson with what? He said let me let you know something right now I've had to apologize for a lot of things that I've said you've had to apologize for a lot of things that you said Whether it's been racial whether it's been you've hurt somebody's feelings whether you've done whatever we all have to learn We all have to grow I'm not holding nothing over that man's head. He paid the price. He set out, did what he had to do, and now he is back dominating. I will not crucify him. I will not. I will not pass judgment on him. He apologized. I've talked to people that have been in contact with him, people that he have have worked with him before, um, groups that he's worked with. Look, like I said, I'm not crucifying that man. I will not. I refuse to. I'm going to give him grace because that's what I get every single day, grace and mercy. And so I talk about him. I like him as a driver. I don't know him. I like him as a driver. And I will continue to like him as a driver. When you show me and you continue to show me, if you don't want to break whatever, then that's on you. You know what I'm saying? i move on. But I'm not going to dislike Kyle Larson. So for all of you folks that have been trying to get me to dislike Kyle Larson, I will not. We have all hurt. We have all been hurt. We have all had to ask for forgiveness. We have all had to apologize. And that's where it's at. So sorry to get on my spill, Alex. But, you know, as we go going into the 2021 season, I'm watching Alex Bowman come to the 48. Ally wants me back, and they wants me to do different things. I'm super excited about that. Blessed and honored for that one. And I'm just once again – you know, intentionally, I didn't go to any 2020 races, 2021 come around and I'm just like, okay, the ally 400 is coming to Nashville, Tennessee. Now it's in Lebanon. It's not really in Nashville, but I had that circle because I was going to that race. So as we approach that race, um, I'm in Chicago and we were in, we were there watching, uh, watching uh, my niece, your cousin play in Mm -hmm. her volleyball tournament, which she's a beast. Ellie, Ellie, love you, baby. But um, watching her dominate, I, didn't, I go to, we go to bed that night. I get up to Twitter notifications that I'm waving a green flag. I had no idea about that one. So as I'm waving the green flag, I'm like, or as I'm being told I'm waving a green flag, I'm like, yo, that was exciting. But at the same time, I'm scared of heights. Now, I was super excited. Now, Andrea, uh, the CMO of Ally, she gives me a call. She's like, Bernard, it's going down. You better be ready. And I'm looking like, I'm ready. I'm going to conquer this fear, but I'm still scared. Not ready. <laughs> like, like, it's okay for me to be scared, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Okay. I mean, like, I'm scared of three things. Alex yeah, may yeah. disagree on this, and we won't go into the full story. but No, I
0: I, I won't disagree.
1: Okay. Well, I'm scared of heights, water. Yep. I'll take showers, yeah. but I'm scared of water. That's pools. Odd. Um, It's yeah. got to be, if my nipples ain't showing, I ain't getting in it. Um, yeah. or my nipples ain't above the water. Forgive me. Um, I'm not getting in it. Mm-hmm. Dead animals. I'm not getting in it, or I'm not touching oh. them. Right. I, that's why I don't hunt. I don't touch dead animals. I, I just think for some reason we all watch the movies where the black person die first, where somebody come back alive. That's what I be thinking. That's in my head. It's just crazy, uh, right? I, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah, um,
0: that is crazy. I,
1: well, why? How is that crazy? No, that
0: connection. That connection is terrible. How a dead animal somehow relates to the black person dying first in the movie. It doesn't make any sense you it's, can't it's, take
1: don't take don't take that away from me that's mine go ahead you, and, you can have it right. that's fine i can't swim and i'm afraid of heights and i almost died on alex's watch but we won't talk about that one he was a lifeguard too but nevertheless didn't happen. My, i'm sorry i'm sorry nephew i didn't mean to bring that keep up, up
0: keep up keep all right so the
1: 2021 season come back around it and ally uh 400 is here in nashville and i i get back from chicago I'm prepping. I'm getting ready. My boy, my best friend, my brother Brian, coming town. Uh, we do a lot of business stuff together, and 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 he comes to the race. Uh, with, he comes to the race with me, but nevertheless, we're downtown in Nashville at the JW Marriott. And I get a chance on that Saturday. Um, it was cocktail hour. Uh, we did fan meet and greet. That was so much fun. I walked the streets of Broadway for the first time. I'm up in a bar called Old Red, uh, which was like a, a concert hall, but it's just like a bar as well above with a rooftop. So I'm there for the first time. Some of y'all might walk. I've been living here for eight years and and I don't ever go down there, but nevertheless, (laughs) I'm doing all of this on Saturday. uh, Fan engagement, finding out I'm introducing Thomas Rhett. I had no idea who Thomas Rhett was. Everybody come to me like he only the best country music singer ever like this and that, or or for the other year or something like that. I'm looking like, okay, my bad. I listen to a lot of gospel, but nevertheless. So I go back to the, we go back to the hotel. We go to another, I think it was another cocktail hour. I'm talking with Jim France. And this is the guy whose family founded NASCAR. And I'm just picking his brain. He picking my brain. We talking about football, talking about racing. He's schooling me left and right. I was just like, man, it was just awesome to be able to speak to him, to be able to be in his presence, to be able to, you know, be there. I was like, man, like this is really, really cool. And then, you know, to go after that, after talking to him, I end up introducing Alex Bowman and I up introducing Thomas Rhett. And when I say, y'all, that was my first country concert. Uh, When I say that brother can straight up sing, oh my gosh, he can sing, y'all. Oh my goodness. So Brian downloaded some of his music. I downloaded some of his music on, on, on iTunes. And I mean, the Joker can go. He can go. I was, I mean, they only allow, what, 125, 150 people in a concert, and I mean, I was, went back up to the second level where we watched from above, and just blown away, and I keep saying the word blown away, y'all, I mean, I'm just yep. blown away at all of these different experiences, and like I said, I'm so thankful, and so Alex, I, I sent, did you see the video I sent your mom when I was at the concert?
0: No, did no, you- I, I didn't see it, I, I heard, I was in the other room, like I I heard her like watching it but I didn't, I didn't get to see it
1: so okay me being at a country concert what's the first thing that come to your head there's
0: something there's something wrong with that <laughs> okay that's it's like the equivalent of me being at a country concert it's just oh. it shouldn't be happening
1: okay but i ha- i honestly y'all when i say i had so much fun i had so much fun and i was a little caught off guard because i'm watching alex Bowman's there and and i mean for me, as a former football player, Saturday nights before a game, guys, it's $12,000 fine if we outside our room or in the lobby at a hotel, right? It's 12 Gs. I'm watching Alex at a bar, taking pictures, talking to sponsors, you know, signing autographs. I mean, drinking water. He wasn't drinking. But, I mean, I was just like, dude, I was like, bro, I get fined. I go, why are you not in bed? He was just like, yo, man, like, we got to do this stuff for the sponsors. He's like, and I like it. I, I'm I'm opening up and and I'm just like this is so cool like to be able to to be able to see this and so for me like I mean I'm just learning I'm still continuing to learn so you know he ended up leaving and and we stayed we went at eight afterwards and you know Sunday Sunday morning come I'm up at 3 45 in the morning at the hotel like I'm about to get ready to play a game. I guess all kind of stuff going through my head like don't mess up you know waving the flag like just go attack it um, all you, you know, got to do is and, wave the flag. <laughs> yes, right. So that's what it, so I ended up getting up about seven o'clock, I shower up, Brian and I, we go get breakfast. We end up getting in the car, we get a police escort. And I mean, just to be able to see the cars piled up on the highway, trying to get to, I want to say stadium, but to get to the track, seeing all the cars trying to get in, watching the RVs, seeing people tailgate, play cornhole, uh, ping pong, like all of that was just, I mean, it was just so awesome to see. Because once again, I tell you guys, I played football my whole life. I have never been able to to uh, uh, what do you call it uh, uh, t- tailgate. Never. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I've never been able to tailgate. So, Alex, you do you tailgate at? Yeah, no, because even. Oh yeah. Well, not
0: oh yeah, because <laughs> I go in. I I go I go in two hours early so I can get my front row seat. Um okay. But I mean, now that uh, my parents get season tickets, we will tailgate depending on what time the game is. If it's a twelve thirty game. I'm only going to be there for like 30 minutes because right. I got I to gotta head in early. Um, but like like week one, we've got Notre Dame at night. We'll be tailgating all day, playing cornhole, grilling, watching the other games that day. It's, it's fun. And I know like even we went to that Purdue game two, three years ago. But like even then, like you didn't get the like tailgate there just oh. because of like why we were there. Because we did go to that, but there wasn't any tailgating there.
1: Yeah, you're talking about the bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. So like these are things like I don't get I've never had an opportunity to experience tailgating because I've always been prepping and getting ready for the game. So, you know, I'm watching all of this happen. I mean, it was so funny, man. And look, look, this is the uncut version, y'all. This is man. A woman come. I was talking. I went over to Al and uh, Al and Jen's RV and they're good friends of mine here in Nashville and they are diehard race car uh, fans and. Kyle Larson fans and and, uh, Al is is iRacing. I ain't even talked about that, but he got me into iRacing and he kind of schooled me on that. But I go, I'm looking to, we were talking and, and she got me some cookies from Cookie Crumble or Crumble Cookie, whatever it's called, but they banging. A lady come out her, a lady come out her door of her RV I'm talking about like a nightgown on, holding her bra, and her husband out there barbecuing or whatever, and she just talking, yelling at him, and I'm staring at her like, "Ooh, shoot!" She's staring at me like, "What? Ain't nothing, no, ain't nothing, you know, different. It's normal for us.
0: (laughs) We've been living here the last
1: week, (laughs) right? They they literally was there from like Wednesday until Sunday or Monday, and I was just like, (laughs) "Wow!" Like, just I'm just looking like, "Yo." Boobies hanging, like, yo, you don't, like, you hold your bra, man, put it on. Like, it's just crazy, but w- whatever, whatever. Forgive me, y'all. So, all of this, going over to the RVs and going to pit Road and, 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 and watching, I saw my old teammate that was uh, here with me with the Tennessee Titans. He's working with a uh, team, and, I mean, he's on their uh, pit crew team. Just watching and hearing them talking about, you know, their positions on, the team, as far as with the, with, with, with their driver, but hearing the positions they played on a football field and how they kind of went together and how they got to move in, a, in sequence and, and do certain things. Because if one guy off, he'll knock the other guy off and it, they can't mess up and they need to be under 13, uh, 14 seconds. And I'm just sitting there like, Oh snaps and how they watch film, Alex. They literally watch film after every, stop they go in they watched if anything happened and like they told me they go bernard like all the boys on the 48 team mad mad cool they're like yo we don't talk about it we don't linger we keep it like football we have a short memory but whoever messed up he know all we say is you buying the beer tonight and so like that's so cool to me because this is the teamwork coming in right even though they may not get the the, the, the accolades and, and, and just the, the, the just the publicity as the driver but they're helping the driver they're keeping the driver machine going right the, the crew chief is keeping the, the the driver's machine going helping the driver kind of get through things the spotter is telling the driver what to do guiding him and i mean just watching all of these guys work together and how they just just articulated everything to me it was so cool to be able to go into the garage and watch and see the technology behind each car in the the seat of technology that's in each car, I should say, Alex, did you know that the racers can go on the track? They could take a lap and the crew chief has enough data or they can run like simulate simulations, simulators uh, Mm -hmm. or simulations around the track and they could tell the driver what to look out for.
0: No, I, I didn't know that until you just told me the other day. And uh, that was, that was pretty interesting. I did not, I didn't think they had that. And it, it's actually interesting because when I was in Nashville last and I used your iRacing thing, like, rig, I, I remember. Rig. Yeah, your rig, your rig. When I was, like, doing, like, the practice laps, I could see, like, my last lap in front of me and, like, kind of what was going on. And so, like, I didn't know that they, they could – do that kind of thing during the race. Like, like I I would assume that they would have that kind of technology, obviously. Right. But I didn't know something like that was like allowed, like that they all use that. Yes.
1: And I mean, it's just, I mean, these are things, like I said, once again, from 2020 at 35 years old to 2021, I'm watching it. And I'm just like, I keep telling y'all, I continue to fall in love with this sport. And so just to be able to go through that and, and see that and and I'm in, I'm in, the RV with Mr. Hendricks, before I have to wave the green flag, I'm in the RV with Mr. Hendricks and he's just schooling me on, on his 40 plus years in the game and his drivers and telling me about, you know, breaking down all his different drivers and, you know, from Chase, what he likes to do and from Alex, what he likes to do, from Kyle, what he likes to do, from uh, Byron, uh, I think it's William Byron, what he likes to do. I mean, how he breaks them all, like he breaks it up. And he's like, dude, I got rules, right? Like I got rules. I tell the guys, abide by my rules, but they got a little, you know, they got some little leeway here or there. But he's like just breaking down each and every one of them and, and just telling me about it. I'm looking like dang. Like for him as a boss, like he's like, look, like we we here to win. We we gotta produce. I want them boys, I want them boys P1 every week. If I can get P1, P2, P3, like he's done before, every oh my gosh, that's awesome. So I'm just enjoying the moment and he's like, yo, Bernard, like. I think he saw how genuine I was and really, really wanted to learn. He's like, yo, come to Charlotte. He like, Bernard, come to Charlotte. I'm, I'm going to give you a tour. We, you're going to learn about this. And he's like, yo, like, I got 299. I think this is okay for me to say, I got 299 cars. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? He's like, I got 299 cars.
0: That's he's, a lot of cars. That's a
1: lot of cars, right? That's
0: a, that's a ridiculous amount of cars. <laughs> right.
1: He like, Bernard, he's like, "You, I'm giving you one for your time while you're there. I'm like, man, I'm trying to be humble. I'm like, man, I'm, I said, Mr. Hendrick, I'm good. He's like, nope, I got a Chevelle for you. And I'm just like, ooh. Well,
0: that changed your mind a little bit. <laughs> right, that changed my
1: <laughs> mind. So, I mean, to be able to encounter this, once again, it's taking me back to my childhood. And once again, I don't wanna downplay anybody else's experience. I don't wanna downplay what you went through, but I'm telling you right now for everybody who's listening, and I really wanna talk to, I'm talking to everybody, but I really wanna talk to black people. Like, come into the sport. Whether if you can't be a driver, you can be a part of the pit crew, the crew chief, the spotter. You can get involved some way, somehow. You can get involved. And, man, this is just so awesome for me because, Alex, like, you know, you know, you got cousins here, my children. I got four kids. And so I'm breaking that cycle. My kids, yo, Dad, can I get on a simulator? Yep. Dad, can I drive? Yeah. Can I be a NASCAR driver? Yeah. Can I learn about that? Yes. I'm breaking that cycle. And once again, it's different. It's uh, it, it, I get it. My experience is a little different, but it's still inclusive. I'm, I'm learning about the hot pass and things of that nature that NASCAR is doing. I'm like, man, go, people go out. You may not be able to wave the green flag, but people go out. You know, go yeah. out and see that. And so I look at it, and I'm going back to we getting ready to go. I gotta go rave the green flag. Miss Hendry telling me get out and hurry up. Don't mess it up. Like he, before I left, literally, like you say, don't break a leg. He was like, don't mess it up, Bernard. I was like, gotcha. Thanks. So I get there. We go, we go roll all the way around, go through the tunnel, roll all the way around. <laughs> I go through the stands. I'm coming down the stands, and I, I'm seeing things as I'm going down the stands. But then I go to approach the ladder, and once again, I'm scared of heights, so I go to approach the ladder. My body automatically stopped me from going to the ladder, and I was just like, everybody was like, "Go, Bernard, go!" And so now I'm looking like, "Dang, they happy me up. I gotta go." So I, I go, take one step, grab, grab. I'm getting up it. So for everybody that's listening on audio, you don't see the video, you see me. I'm up, up. Take it each step, booty crack out like a mug. I, like I don't know why my pants, and I'm you know they're fitted joggers, right? I don't know why my butt crack out. So I'm embarrassed about that. I'm embarrassed about them cheering me on. I get to the top, they cheer me on. I'm so, I feel less of a man. Booty crack out. But then I thought about it. I was like, as I was coming down the stands, I saw all kind of booty cracks out. So they booty crack out, my booty crack out, all our booty cracks out. So we all, we there. I'm holding tight to the pole. So I'm terrified. did not I didn't look up for the national anthem. I didn't look up for the, the, the people parachuting in. I didn't look up uh, for the jets flying over. I was like, yo, oh, I'm my keeping goodness. my eyes. I was terrified. Did you see me? <laughs> No, what? you're not
0: helping me. No, out they, no, they didn't show you instead of the people parachuting down.
1: You're right. I, showed I, the
0: people parachuting down.
1: Right. They need. I need to talk to him about that because they should have showed me. But Freddie was no. talking about me. So at the end of the day, y'all, like, I'm looking, and so the officials. Was just like, yo, Bernard, where's your, where's your headset? I go, what headset? He go, where's your earplugs? I go, what earplugs? So the ally, and the, Brian, my brother, end up running. The, the, he come up, climb up. I turn around. Brian's standing right there behind me. I'm looking like, how'd you get up here? He's like, I was bringing your earplugs. He's like, everybody else is scared to come up the ladder. So I was looking like, I'm not the only one scared, right? So this was awesome to me. So Brian up there, we experiencing this together. I'm holding on to the rail, And uh, put the earplugs in. And the official was just like, Bernard, all right. So they're going to go three laps around. He said on the fourth lap, he said, you're going to wave the flag. He said, hold on to the, the, the little stick piece was about four and a half, five inches. And he was like, hold on to the cloth when you wave this flag. So I'm getting there, right? And so they're on a third lap. I go, look, man, push me, pinch me, punch me, whatever. So I don't mess this up. He was like, I got you. So he was like, do not show them green. He's like, Bernard, if you showed them green, they will trigger and go. So now I'm sitting there I'm like, okay, I'm about to F this up. So he He pushes me, nudges me. I just start waving that flag. The guy, she was like, don't stop waving it till the last car passed. So I'm waving it. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. Everybody go by, and then a caution happens. It's the 43 car. And so it sends us into a caution. I'm looking. I'm like, yo, y'all, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get down. It's like, no, you're going to restart us. I go, hell no, no, I'm not. I'm ready to get down. So they all laughing at me. I'm looking like, okay, I got to get down. Everybody, all the fans like, oh, they all cheer me on to come down. Once again, booty crack out again. Why my butt crack decide to come out when I'm coming down on up and down the ladder. That's whatever. So I get down. Oh, my gosh. It was so awesome. Just talk with the fans. Pictures with the fans. I remember a little kid I took a picture with. He was so awesome, so cool. We threw up the peace sign, and he he got so crunk, started dancing. It was awesome. But this was my experience at my first race. It was so awesome. So Alex, I literally, we got to get you to a race. We got to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I'm starting to get a little interested. Um, I know we're going to talk about Pocono. I didn't watch it. Um, I heard some things about it, but then first, just from watching the ally 400 and I'm just, I'm just going to bring this up now. Um, I think that, you know, we talked about the playoffs a little bit. I don't know if, uh kyle larson is going to win it all um and you know just just from look 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 just from my uh my untrained eye you know i'm just from from what i have seen so far um you know nashville it was a new track there were a lot of cautions a lot of wrecks um i think that definitely helped him save that fuel um and get that win there and i mean still then that was A pretty aggressive move basically none of the announcers thought that he was going to make it um you know but i i kind of could see how he made it just because of how much fuel he was able to save and then with pocono and how alex bowman won you know he blew the tire um and people say that's like a freak accident i could be wrong here but i mean there's things that you can't control and i mean Like heat, you can't really control the heat. So, you know, coming into the end of the season, you could see more blown tires. You could see more melted parts. I think just from what I've heard, from what I've heard you say, from what I saw at the Ally 400, I think he's obviously he's a really good driver. Um, And I know like you've told me like he's the type of guy like he wants to race every day. He knows his car really well. But I think like that over aggressiveness you know, is, is working the car a little bit too much. I think, you know, he could have overheated that tire and caused it to blow there. And I know that the last race is in Phoenix. It's going to be what 120 degrees down on that track. Plus the heat that the car is going to generate just around the car itself, around those tires, around those parts. And I don't know what kind of track it is. I don't, I don't know any of that stuff, but uh, that could be interesting to see. And I think, I think I, and I didn't watch it and I, I mean, I, I could get blown up for this. I honestly, I I honestly think (laughs) that, that Alex Bowman was able to win that Pocono race because Larson was just a little bit too aggressive. You know, Bowman was up there challenging him. So obviously, I mean, he's won what four races and he's killed people in most of them. I mean, the ally 400, he blew him away. It wasn't close. It was like four or five, six seconds. So, I mean, I think, just like the challenge of Bowman being up there might have pushed him a little bit too much. And then he might have pushed the car a little bit too much. I,
1: I don't know. That's I'm just, ready. That's just me. I'm that's just about me. to unload on you, young grasshopper. I mean, you, can, you could try, but I, I still think my theory could definitely hold. Okay.
0: Especially with the, the conditions of how the playoffs are going to be. Um, we know that he's an aggressive driver. There's things you can't control. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. I, I know that I'm not wrong. I just might not be right. It's that, what I'm saying. What? I I just I, no. I just know that what I'm saying is definitely possible. Okay. I I know I'm not. I know I'm not completely wrong here.
1: Okay. So look. Okay. Let me let you know something. As I talked to Mister Hendricks, and I told you what Mister Hendricks said. He said that Cal wants to race every day. He was like, I mean, and I'm finding out. I talked with Alex. Alex was just like, yo. He was like, Cal. I mean, he races dirt. He he wants to be a part of all these different races. And that's where his skill level is just. I mean, it shows. Okay, okay, real to, quick. I've, I've talked to a lot of people, and a lot of people have said, like you know, as far as I was talking to the, the officials, and it was just like, when it comes down to the best driver, when I was at the Ally Four Hundred, this was the official said. Now don't crucify me, y'all. The official said the best driver on the track by far is Kyle Busch. When it comes down okay. to knowing how to use uh, a car, how his skill? They said Kyle Bush is the best on the track. Kevin Harvick obviously is in there. Denny Hamlin is in there, but we cannot forget Kyle Larson because of the things that he's doing in all these different races and all these different cars and different tracks. Now they haven't raced in Nashville for over 37 years, almost 37 years or whatever it may be. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys, you know, was on the track for the first time. Uh, They qualified. uh, They were doing qualifying and got, you know, laps that Mm -hmm. morning, uh, that Sunday morning or whatever. So, you know, that was new for a lot of guys. They it was a lot of uh, technical issues with cars that day. Uh, We saw Blaney go down early. We saw, um, you know, other the forty three car get you know messed up. So, guys, you know, things were happening. Right. See, I feel like
0: there you're just you're supporting my point even more. I, I mean, I'm things saying, like that I'm, are
1: going to help him. In. Right. But I'm and, saying that, like,
0: saying yes. Yes. Right. There, I'm just saying there's things you can't control. Well, you of can't course, we can't control. We can't, how we, we can't control. In Arizona.
1: Right. We can't control certain things. but I not at how the it, other
0: races I, are going to be.
1: I look at this, and I'm saying Kyle Larson drives hard. He Exactly. That's, he I, is and I,
0: and I'm know, not disagreeing with you.
1: Right, right. So when we when we look at the LA 400, he won that race by, what, seven seconds? And I think I think it was
0: I think it was four. Oh, I I I thought it was six or
1: seven. So no,
0: I think that guy that I don't remember his name. He came out of nowhere, but I think he got it down to four. Okay.
1: so when we look at this, like Kyle Larson is really good. I don't I'm not about to take nothing away from him. that's how he drives. That's what got him three races and then the the all star race, you know, and Mm -hmm. he almost had Pocono. Now we moved to or or as we talk about Pocono, like watching that race. I'm sitting there, and I put a video out on Twitter. Like, y'all, I was going nuts. I was excited when Alex came and took the lead off the restart, and when he blew out of there on the restart, and was it was what 17 to go? He get all the way down to three. Kyle Larson was running hard behind him, and when he when he uh, passed him, I think with three to go, if I'm not mistaken, don't crucify me, y'all. When he passed him with three to go, I was just like, dang, and he was just, I mean, rolling. And I'm sitting there yelling to my wife and my kids. I'm like, something crazy got to happen in order for Alex to win. And so when we look at this, you know, did he potentially run the run the race hard? Like, did he push his car? Potentially, maybe. Was it a freak accident? Maybe. Okay. Actually, I, I might, so I might, real quick, real, I might be yeah. with you on did he push the car a little too hard and did? The well, tire okay. So blow? let me let me ask let me ask you this
0: because I didn't watch the race. How how close was third place behind the two of them? Or were they, were they like, separated, or was it, like, it was, like, say a little it,
1: pack? It, it was a three three-second. I want to say it was a little more than three seconds, if okay. I'm not mistaken. See, I, I think I, I personally think, and I don't know anything about NASCAR,
0: I think he pushed that car too hard there, okay. and that's why the tire blew. Okay. Especially if they were separated, it and Bowman been, it was, might not you know, challenging him a decent amount ahead. it's not like the third place was 0. 0.3 seconds behind like
1: right there right
0: i mean i i mean and just just from watching that ally 400 and how he definitely dominated that race it wasn't close right i mean yes he was still aggressive you know he went he didn't take the pit stop he just you know tried to conserve the fuel and go i think and then with, with how he had won like the four races in a row I think just his aggressive nature kind of took over there and he pushed it too hard Okay. because I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for this. Uh, if anybody sees this, but I mean, I don't, it sounds like he probably wasn't comfortable just even after he overtook Bowman there. I, I feel like he couldn't have been comfortable with Bowman even still being that close that late in the race.
1: I mean, look, he's a competitor. He's a great driver. When his tire blew, it sucks. It sucked as for me, a a competitor watching another competitor out there going to victory and his tire blows. I was excited for it. It sucked for Kyle. I was excited for Alex and I went straight nuts. Um, Now, once again, does he ride the car hard? Okay. Some people may agree with you. Some people may not agree with you. Is he just that skilled and that much better than every other driver? Some people may agree with you, Sam. Some people may disagree with I mean, I mean,
0: I, I, I still think he could be. I'm not saying he's a bad driver at all. Right. I'm just saying, uh, as somebody who doesn't know NASCAR at all, I'm just going to put my hot take out there that he doesn't win the championship. Okay,
1: that's fine. I think, I that, think that, just with, long... that,
0: with that Arizona race, and I don't know what races come before that, but I think there's going to be opportunities – for somebody like Kyle Busch, you said the official was saying he's the best driver out there. That's what he said. So I mean, and as the best driver out there, he's definitely going to know how much he can push his car. Right. Obviously, Larson's really good. He's driving really good right now. I don't know. That's just may, my hot take. He, that may, he's that not going to win. He's not going to win the championship. That may
1: happen because as in the 2020 season, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin was dominating. Chase Elliott won the race. And he won the championship. So. It, it potentially could happen. We don't know. It's a long ways away. And, you know, you're going to have to continue to watch racing and get into NASCAR in order for you. Because I know people, Kyle Larson fans, are going to come back and they're going to butcher you. And I'm just going to sit back and watch. That's
0: okay. I, I'll, I I can watch some races. I can look some things up. You know this. You, you, I, I'll, I'll pull some stats out on you. You won't agree with me. It, it'll sound like I'm making some stuff up. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's okay. Uh, yeah, that, well that, I I I if, if I if I can look at some numbers and look at some hard oh. facts and videos, I'll I'll be right.
1: You gotta I'll watch a race. Right. You gotta watch a race. But nevertheless, I, I, we, I will I will watch a race. Right. So I, I have watched. We, we all one saw race. Alex Bowman win. That was exciting. Um, Kyle Busch, or what came in second, and then uh, the race Sunday. My goodness. It, Everybody was like, yo, Bernard, Pocono is not this exciting. And, you know, and I'm just looking like uh, somebody lied because it was super exciting. The weekend was just fun <laughs> It was awesome. So the second race on Sunday, I'm watching. And, you know, I didn't know anything about a, a, a fuel mileage race. If I'm saying it correctly, once again, don't crucify me. I'm a work in progress, guys. But to be able to watch this and, and watch this race and to watch guys be leading – and and to hear their spotter and I, or to hear their crew chief, you gotta pit, you gotta pit. William Byron got a pit. Denny Hamlin got a pit. And and Kyle Busch like yo, he stay out there and roll with it and end up getting the victory because you know Alex was Alex was up there and he ended up dropping back to you know he ended up dropping had to pit he ended up dropping to what 17th. He comes all the way back to seventh if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken. So I was pushing, I was expecting, uh, I wanted to caution so bad, you know, to give Alex a chance, <laughs> but nevertheless. Kyle Busch stuck hmm. in fourth gear. Stuck in fourth gear. And I've like people said, Kyle Busch can do more with less. And like they said with Kyle yeah, Larson- And I
0: think that's the kind of thing that can that can beat Kyle Larson. Time out.
1: Time out. Driver. They said the same thing with Kyle Larson. He, he's been doing more with less. So now that he has the funding, he has the right team behind him. The sky yeah. is the limit, I think, for Kyle Larson. Kyle Busch is a straight-up animal. To be able to pull that off, to be able to take off and have to pit during the caution, to, for them to get in the car, fix it while they're on the caution, getting around, dude, that was amazing to me. And, I mean, just the competitor in me was going crazy inside. I wanted to see Alex win, but at the same time, I think I said it at the beginning of the race, I'm not, I won't be surprised if Kyle Busch wins because this dude has been racing well. So he pulled off a, what, a P2 and a P1, and, you know, Alex put off a P1 and a P7. Um, So that was, I was able to see great racing. I was able to, you know, just, you know, get some some great laughs and some great celebrations out. And, you know, to be able to celebrate with people and talk racing. So this was awesome to me. And so, look, I'm ready for the next race. And I'm super excited because I'm going to, I think, what, three or four more races the rest of the year. So you're going to have to come with me, nephew. So we, I'm, we're going to get a plane ticket. You're coming with me. I want to say they're in at. uh, I forget where they're at next, but nevertheless, we'll find out. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that one, right? So we're we're gonna find out. And uh, guys, we're gonna be at all kind of races. But look, our time is up, and we're so excited you were here with us for our first episode, our very first episode, and we talked my journey to NASCAR. You got the uncut version, y'all. This is the uncut version. So tune in. Hey. Tune in because we're going to laugh and have a good time. Appreciate you. See you guys you. next time. Yes, sir. See you next time.